Welcome back inside another episode of Kicking It with Kyle Ferry. I'm your host, Kyle Ferry, as uh, this is now a new episode of Kicking It with Kyle Ferry on a Tuesday. Uh, new episodes will probably be dropping on Tuesdays now just due to, you know, college schedule and whatnot. Um, it's just easier for me to do episodes on Mondays instead of uh, Sundays uh, to video it. So we're probably going to start doing Tuesday uploads now. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get started here today with a little bit of Mississippi State athletics. First, with men's basketball. I said last week the ideal was to go one and one. And if we went one and one, we take it and we run with it. And you know, it is what it is. You know, you're playing two very good basketball teams on the road. Uh, you know, you only play two two games. Can you take one? Uh, so we go to Oxford on Tuesday, last Tuesday, and uh, we lose that one and devastating style uh 86 82 uh missed two free throws at the end it was 82 84 Mississippi State had a chance to tie the game uh, we ended up losing that one in Oxford and you know losing to to those people up north uh just sucks a little more than you know losing to another team then we traveled to Tuscaloosa on Saturday I actually went to the game uh started out you know pretty good 8-5 after the first media timeout we're winning I'm like man I could Five minutes in, I'm like, man, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this. Uh, I was sitting next to Wesley Davis, another football player, and I was like, man, we keep this up, we got a chance to uh, to shock some people. And then uh, the next media timeout, we're down 18-16, and it's like, man, we're still in this game, hostile environment in Tuscaloosa. You know, we've got a great basketball team. Let's get after it. Then you know, DJ Jeffries gets hurt. Then Josh Hubbard gets hurt, and then it's then Josh Hubbard gets to come back. But uh, it was all. All Crimson Tide uh, Saturday. Let's not get that wrong. As Alabama knocked off the Bulldogs ninety-nine to sixty-seven, so a pretty pretty bad week uh, for the men's basketball team. But the good thing about basketball is you don't got to wait a week to uh, turn it around. They get to play Wednesday at home against Georgia, who's only one standing ahead of them in the SEC. So Mississippi State can win that when they bump up from eleventh to tenth in the SEC standings and then they travel to Missouri who is last in the SEC they travel to them Saturday at 7 30 so really you're looking at two must win but should win games for Mississippi State and Chris Jans as Mississippi State should go 2-0 this week uh, if they go 2-0 that's huge going in you know we're getting closer and closer to March as you know at that point, there's only seven SEC games left before the SEC tournament and then, of course, the NCAA tournament. So really, we're getting down to crunch time for Mississippi State to really turn things around for themselves. But enough of that. Let's get to the exciting part of the week. The women's basketball team. I said if they go 3-0, and it's a miracle. If they go 2-1, and it's an absolutely exceptional week. And if they go 1-2, and you know, it's an okay week, but you cannot go 0-3. Well, they went... Um, Three and O, they knocked off LSU, top ten team at home, seventy-seven, seventy-three. I've been to every basketball game that there has been this year, and that was by far men's and women's the best game I've been to all year. That was so much fun. It was really exciting. It was back and forth. You know, for like literally four fifths of the game, you had no idea who was going to win. Like I would just sit there and be like, I have no idea what's about to happen. You know, like hopefully we can pull this out, but who knows? So Mississippi State beats LSU. And then you travel to Kentucky in the trap game, uh, the famous trap game. Uh, you know, you knock off a huge team at home. Then you have to travel on the road. You play a mad team, uh, kind of mid-tier team in the SEC. And 
credit to the ladies, you know. I turned it off. I'm not even going to lie to you. Turned it off in the second half. I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like, dang it, we couldn't string one together. And then I was like, okay, I'll just check it. It's probably over. Let's just see what the score was. And we were in overtime. And I was like, no way. Then it turns out the Brie Chapeau hit three three-pointers in the last minute. We almost ended up winning the game in regulation. Ended up going overtime and knocking the Kentucky Wildcats off, 77-74. So now you're sitting 2-0 in about three days' time. You go 2-0, and and then in just three days later, you got to turn around and play another game. So the, so the girls end up playing three games, then they travel to College Station, and they play Texas A&M, and they get down early, fast in that game, like 11-2. And I was like, oh, man, here we go. Dang it. Like, what a week it would have been. And then the Bulldogs just started stringing together, stringing together, stringing together, and then... We didn't like lose the lead in the second half. We just dominated the basketball game. We won that one 74-63. So the girls go 3 and 0 in what is probably the best week uh for Sam Purcell and his and his girls so far this season. They also get Georgia at home on Thursday at 6:30. And then they also have another home game on on Sunday. They get to play the Gators come to town of Florida. And then they get an entire week off until they travel to Oxford the next Sunday. So you know, two more games for our girls, and then they get a nice, well-deserved break off. So that will conclude the segment of Mississippi State Sports. So let's head now to uh, questions I got asked this week. Uh, the first question was kind of just elaborating on NIL a little bit. So uh, I'll try to say as much as I can about it. Uh, first of all, NIL is honestly not a big, not as big as a deal as people make it out to be. Uh, in a sense of like, you know, this guy's making, you know, a million dollars and this kid's making $5,000. Nobody really talks about that. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a cancer in the locker room, if that makes sense. Uh, it's it's never really a topic of, it's never a, you know, topic of subject. Nobody brings it up. It's not a topic of conversation. You know, nobody really cares what, how much money you're making or what you're doing with it or how you're, you know, whatever it is how you're financially planning, you know, that's up to the person who's making the money. So uh, NIL, I think, uh, means well. Um, As much as people talk bad about it and whatnot, I think NIL was created to mean well. I mean, personally, coming from a student athlete, there's absolutely zero way I could have a job uh, on top of football. And so to have this platform of being able to make money and get ahead uh, is crucial for us as student athletes, I think, you know, we are making the company business. We are making Mississippi State money. We are making the SEC money. We're making Fox money. We're making ABC money. You know, we're making all these TV programs money and not getting any of it. And they're making money because of us. So I think, you know, NIL is meant for good. And NIL, I think, should be a thing. Should there be regulations? Absolutely. I think wholeheartedly there should be regulations on NIL because it is getting out of hand. Um, but once again, I just think NIL means well. And, uh, you know, personally, I think it's a good thing uh, for college athletics. Uh, it helps us student athletes out a bunch with how much time we're putting into this stuff. And so it makes it more beneficial for us. Uh, next question is, what what is the schedule right now in January look like? Great question. Uh, so we have the weekends off right now. Uh, we will for the next about four to five weeks until spring break and then we get all a spring break off and then we start spring spring ball where we actually are playing football again but right now we are running uh 
We, uh, my alarm goes off at 5.10 in the morning on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And we on Mondays, we run and lift. On Tuesdays, we just run. On Wednesdays, we just lift. On Thursdays, we just run again. And then on Fridays, we run and lift to finish the week. So I think my lift on Wednesdays at 9.30, so my alarm goes off at about 8. So 8's about the, the deepest I get to sleep in, and that's only once. Uh, coach Shad Williams, the new head strength coach, is awesome. His staff is great. Uh, we're getting really good work in right now. I can definitely see uh, improvements from everybody. Uh, they have a great system, great program going. So I'm super excited for the next five weeks, you know, to keep getting better and keep getting better without the ball before spring ball starts and we really get rolling in this thing uh, with the new coaches and everything with that. So, yeah. And then the last question is out what kind of what outside of football looks like for me like being a, being able to be a kid in college and you know kind of what that looks like so I mean right now uh, football only takes up till like at latest 11 o'clock a.m. and then usually I have one to two classes uh, like in the afternoon and then you know I kind of get the evening to myself every single day uh, so that's super nice uh, I think that's how it's going to be in the season too uh, where I'm going to be a morning practice team so really you get the evenings to yourself you know once five o'clock hits, sorry, excuse me, uh, you know, you kind of, you get the rest of the evening to yourself. So that's, you know, you, you spend it how you want. You know, you can go out and be with friends. You can party. I mean, there's there's definitely opportunities to still be a kid. I, I play golf every chance I get that I have uh, when it's daylight outside. Sometimes I'm even playing in the night trying to finish my 18-hole round. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you can you get the evenings and you know you get two hours here and there uh, to really kind of catch up on sleep or finish that assignment or whatever. But there's definitely so many resources that it is really hard to you know fall behind in school or really in life in general uh, with how much stuff we have uh, around us and for us. Um, just with academics and you know they they really take care of us so. Uh, it's really easy to be a kid, honestly. Uh, as much as as tiring and whatever's being a student athlete is, uh, there's definitely time. You know, I'm getting to record a podcast weekly. I mean, there's there is time to do stuff that you want to do. It's just you've got to plan it accordingly. So that will conclude uh, this segment of questions that I got asked this week. Once again, if you have a question that you want to be answered, just hit me up on social media, and I'll be happy to answer it. So let's get back. Uh, to the football season this season where uh, we left off when we played Western Michigan. Uh, that was week six of the season. Uh, at that point, we were now sitting three and three. Uh, one and, oh, excuse me, oh and three in the SEC play. And three and oh in non-conference. So after Western Michigan, we get a bye week. Uh, so I hurt my ankle that week. So I had to stay an extra few days more than everybody else to get treatment and whatnot. Training staff was absolutely incredible. Still are. I uh, love those guys. They do a lot for us. Uh, so, you know, they helped me out a lot, be able to get back for Arkansas. Um, but I did get to go home to Arkansas uh, that week on Thursday. I got to go home, uh, be around some high school friends, be around be around Harding Academy again, and see everybody for the first time, really, since I graduated in May. Uh, I've been here so much uh, that I wasn't able to really go home that much and visit and see everybody again. So it was kind of fun. You know, halfway through the season, exactly, I believe. Yeah, halfway through the season, exactly, you know, to see everybody. And, uh, you know, at that point, I was doing really, really well. So it was 
you know, nice to see everybody again and whatnot. Um, so then we get back to work uh, that weekend. I head back to Starkville from the bye week. Got to be with my family for about three days, which was much needed. Uh, get away from Starkville, get away from football, uh, get away from all of it. Um, bye weeks are really nice <laughs> from from what I've uh, from what I've got to experience in year one. Uh, so one of the probably besides Ole Miss, the game that mattered to me the most. Uh, they all matter to me, of course, but you know, there's always some that you know just mean more. Uh, and Arkansas is one of those games for me, being from Arkansas, you know. Never really liked the Razorbacks. Uh, so to beat the Razorbacks is like a year of bragging rights for me, you know. Nobody can talk crap to me about, you know, oh, we beat y'all, whatever, you know. And, of course, I'm going to be quiet when we win because I expect us to win. So, I mean, I, why celebrate and rub it in people's faces when that's what I expected? So we ended up winning that game 7-3. to Um arguably could take the cake for the most boring game of the year maybe texas a&m might beat that uh but boring for us at least against texas a&m but boring for both teams and fayetteville uh we beat them seven to three uh, arkansas scored on their first possession they hit a field goal and that was it for them their whole game and then we scored a touchdown uh woody scored and then like murdered his hamstring so uh, yeah, that was all the scoring. Uh, for me personally, the Arkansas game was second least favorite of the year. Uh, missed the missed the short field goal. Only field goal I missed inside forty yards uh, was at Arkansas this season. Um, and of course, that's a game I wanted to play the best in. So it kind of sucked uh, to lose uh, that. I don't know to miss that field goal just kind of sucked uh, personally, but. You know, you take a win in the SEC and you move on. Um, definitely a team-first guy. So for us to win uh, that game in Fayetteville meant a lot better than going 100% on field goals. You know, I'd so much rather win a football game and not play my best game as long as the team wins, you know. You take that and you run with it. So the next week, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel that little gut in my that little gut feeling, you know, of like, man, you, we need to have a good week. You know, you can't you can't miss 29-yard field goals in the SEC. You get replaced, especially being young. So, you know, I knew I needed to step up and step up in a big way. So we play, go to Auburn. Um, sellout crowd, 2.30 p.m. kick. Uh, super fun. Um, probably Auburn's probably become my third least favorite team. Fast. Uh, got into like a little pregame deal with like one of their coaches or something. It was... It was a pretty interesting thing. Uh, I thought Hayes was going to kill somebody uh, in pregame, but like usually I've talked about warm ups, I think maybe in my second episode, about like kind of what a warm up looks like before a game. But essentially, at I can't even remember now, it's been so freaking long since I warmed up, but it was like at 69 minutes, yeah, that's what it is. You can warm up on the other team's side. And that's really what you do. Uh, like from my first season and leading up to this game you know this is week eight now like everything's kind of the same week in and week out at every place you play in I mean y'all are all highly profiled division one athletes like you kind of just go about your same routine well apparently Auburn's guy had a different routine uh their quarterback did on how to warm up but uh you know it's 69 minutes hit we always start on their side they always start on our side then we kind of flip you know, within five minutes or whatever it is. You just kind of stay out of each other's way. It's just a respect thing. And they just were not letting us warm up. 
like their quarterback was saying that he was warming up right there and whatnot. And so, like, dude grabs my, their coach grabs my, like, face mask and my pads and, like, shoves me back. And I was like, well, I mean, I kind of looked at him. I was like, I mean, I don't think you can do that. Like, I mean, I'm no genius and I'm no rules analyst or rules official, but I don't think you can shove another player when he's allowed to be on your side at the moment. Now, granted, with 12 minutes left before the game kicks off and I'm on your side, yeah, shut me off. Like, I'm not supposed to be there. But the fact that I'm warming up on your side and you're deliberately standing in my way, so then I deliberately stand in your way, and then you shove me as a grown man, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, we're going to have a good day today. Ended up having the best warm-up of my life because, you know, once I get angry, you know, things happen. So we go to we go to Auburn. They, they go down, score a touchdown on the opening drive. Long touchdown. 7-0 down. And it's like, dang it, man. We didn't even give up a touchdown last week. Like, let's go, D. Offense goes down. We kick a 20. We, this is the best part is missed at Arkansas, 29-yarder left hash. The next kick in the game, my next kick in a game is at Auburn, 29-yard field goal left hash. The exact same kick I missed at Arkansas seven days earlier, I kick at Auburn. Nail it right down the middle. That was relieving. I mean, really the only kick I didn't want to see at Auburn was a left hash 29-yard field goal. And that's the first first kick I get. Then, um, you know, we we go down. I think it's at that point it was twenty four to three. Then it's a forty one yard field goal attempt right middle. Uh, absolutely smashing the ball that day. There wasn't much wind from what I remember, and so you know that one just falls right in the hands of the All State. Most satisfying feeling of all time is watching a field goal hit the All State hands, the All State net hands behind the upright. If you know what I'm talking about. Right in the middle of it. Even Nick Barmera said after, he was like, man, watching your field goals hit the middle of the hands is, like, so satisfying. And it is. And so after that game, you know, we lose 27-13. And it was hard to, like, I don't know, be cheerful because, you know, you lose by two touchdowns. But, like, personally, I was relieved. Um, You know, did my job. I didn't do my job at Arkansas. I could have easily sealed the game away at Arkansas. Didn't do it for my team. And then, you know, did my job for my team the next week. Uh, was huge. A huge bounce back. Back-to-back road games in the SEC is no joke. And, you know, to go out and do my job at Auburn felt felt really, really relieving. Uh, proud of my guys for still believing in me and letting me do my thing. Uh, glad the coaching staff still believed in me. Let me go kick, kick more field goals that week. And so – Driving home on the bus, I was like, man, I, I'm i so pissed that we lost again. Like, we've got to turn this thing around. I know we're better. But, man, at least we did our job. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to lose and not do your job. You know, you'd rather win and not do your job. But, you know, if you lose, you better you better look back and realize you did your job. And, you know, I think I did that. So uh, we're, leaving, we're leaving after that game for sure uh, to know that, you know, I get to kick field goals the next week. Uh, it was a super exciting feeling. Then it's homecoming. In Starkville, Mississippi, night game. Kentucky comes in, which Kentucky was ranked when we played them. But, you know, I definitely thought, you know, we we probably had more talent than they did, and, you know, we should probably win this game. The 98 team was back. Vibes were high. We have have nice jerseys. Uh, We got the throwbacks going. And, uh, you know, things don't go our way that night. Um only get a field goal, 25-yard field goal. And, you know, that sucked. Um, 24-3 to loss. Uh, 
So that, I mean, in the last three game, that three-game stretch that we've talked about today on the podcast, we scored 23 points in three games, which is really basically a touchdown a game. And it's really hard to win in the SEC just scoring a touchdown a game. Yet, yet, we did do that. 7-3 win. I mean, we did win on the road in the SEC only scoring a touchdown. But you can't do that every week and expect to win. So, you know, you lose that one 24-3, and that was gut-wrenching. You know, the the fan base was kind of behind us again. 98 team was there. Like I said, vibes were through the roof in Starkville. And, you know, you kind of just evaporate the vibes out, losing 24-3 and only scoring three points. So now we're starting to think, man, coach is on the hot seat. Like, this isn't good. This is not what Mississippi State is. Like, we legit won nine games last year, and we really have. Yeah, we lost two or three guys, but, I mean, this is the SEC. Like, we should be able to rebuild, replenish, and, I mean, replace. That's the bottom line. Those are the three things you you have to do in the SEC. And it didn't seem like we were doing that. It felt like we we rebuilded and we replaced and yet we weren't replenishing on the field. So uh, it started to kind of get a, a little, I don't know, there was a lot of tension around the week of Texas A&M. You know, it was kind of like, all right, Texas A&M is not very good. You know, they're the same record as us, essentially. I think they might have been one game ahead. I couldn't, I can't remember. But we were we were basically the same team. We go to their place on a night game, and it was like, man, we've got to get going. Like it felt like a must-win game after that Kentucky game in the locker room. It was like, man, we have to win this game because if we win this game, and then you know you get Southern Miss the next week, which you know we're favorites in and we should win. Uh, you know, then we're sitting at six and five, and then you play Ole Miss. If you win that, you're seven and five. You win the bowl game, you go eight and five. You know, that's only one game difference from last year uh, after a whole rebuild. That's still good. That's a great season, honestly. You know, losing a head coach like the way we did to rebuild like that in one year and only drop one more game would be huge. Uh, so, yeah, tension was high um, for sure that week. You know, I, I felt it for sure in the locker room and really around the facility. You know, people were starting to get kind of pissed off. And it was just going to be how can we bounce back the next week. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, talk about how we bounce back the next week. Uh, next week on the podcast so that will conclude today's episode of kicking it with kyle ferry once again i'm sorry that uh, we're going to be doing it on tuesdays now it's just easier for me Uh, but yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll catch you next week thank you